That's good. That'd be a good opening. Welcome to the Batman Book Club. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on podcasts, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network that has a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also like to dive into other nerdy subjects that we all, yes, including Peter Vera, love to frolic about in our free time. Peter Vera frolics. Don't don't deny it. Uh, the Batman Book Club is also on Patreon. Patreon, if you like what's going on with the show. You want to join some others and help support the show? Get the generators running in the Wayne Manor study. Just go to patreon.com slash the Batman BC. Now, thank you for listening to episode 163. Away for me. <laughs> Joining me for this noir-drenched Looney Tunes adventure. Um, I don't know if I'd say he's a Looney Tune himself, because I don't... I, that almost sounds like it's uh, negative, but I mean, I'd take that as a compliment, but you've heard him around these here parts many times. It's one Sir Jay Yaz. Jay, as always, thank you for coming back to the Batman Book Club. It is always my pleasure, and I would be honored to be called a Looney Tune. <laughs> you are a Looney Tune. Let's Jay get Yaz. real here. <laughs> yeah. You know, before we dive into the book, uh, I think I need to ask you. Hmm. Now, would it be if you were, or if you could choose one to be? Uh, hmm. Which Looney Tune character would you be? Oh man, on the spot, and uh, yeah, I, I, don't I didn't know. even know I was going to ask you this. I know, no, it's just, organic. We're just riffing and <laughs> yeah, going, going on. Oh man, who would I be? I, I think it's, uh, l- let me pick one that I could choose to be because okay. I'm not good at, uh, oh yeah, you're totally like that. Okay, sure. There you go. Who do you want to be? Which also doesn't really. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't um, help, huh? I'd be Bugs Bunny. Yeah. He's a bit of a rascal or a wascal, if you will. And I'm a, I can be a little bit of a pisser um no 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 i can believe it or not <laughs> and i've always just been uh i'm a big bugs fan yeah i like bugs but i'd want to be maybe like duck dodgers just uh <laughs> yes. not just daddy yes. duck but yeah. duck jo- dodgers um <laughs> just because you know it's yeah go up against uh marvin the martian i also who i also like i also like marvin oh yeah the martian a lot oh, um yeah. Things. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so yeah i think i think i'd say duck dodgers because you know he's still got you know that daff- daffy duck wit about Absolutely. him but uh interstellar uh space travel so you know interstellar space travel win-win. so, win-win. so there i mean it does fit because it all comes full like 
all relates back to Batman in some way that yes. we would specifically mention Bugs and Daffy. Yes. The what do you want to say? The faces of the Bat merchandise. Yes. On that VHS tape from 1989 yes. that everyone now is picturing in their head. And ball cap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Warner Brothers ball cap. Uh, oh yeah, times. Warner Brothers ball cap. That's the right. Warner Brothers ball cap. Mr. Mr. Yaws, let's let's stop dilly dallying. This is all my fault. Um, let's just hop into today's book, which is the Batman Elmer Fudd special. Number one, Quaper. I love this. Uh, this was released in 2017, part of the DC Looney Tunes crossover like series, which is fantastic. Uh, but this issue was written by Tom King, drawn by Lee Weeks. Uh, it was released physically. It was released uh, digitally. It was collected in the DC Meets Looney Tunes trade paperback. It was also collected in Batman by Tom King and Lee Weeks, the deluxe edition. Uh, and the DC Meets Looney Tunes trade paperback is available on Hoopla. Hoopla. And the issue is also available on DC Universe Infinite. So, Jay Oz, which version for this episode did you read? I managed to snag a copy of the first printing on eBay, which, um, like many, 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 many of us, I did not mm-hmm. actually buy this when it originally came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it so much. I was like, I need to get this, but it's, you know, it was short ordered at, uh, you know, pretty much any comic shop mm-hmm. anywhere that, um, that had a convention I would go to, I would try to find a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Could not find one anywhere. Eventually I just, you know, was trolling eBay and could never find, cause, cause I specifically wanted the first printing cause it has a yep. better cover. Mm-hmm. The uh, second printing has kind of like a solid maroonish background instead of this almost kind of paint textured red background. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a subtle difference, but um, and then I think the logos are a little bit different and everything. But I don't know, just the, the reds of the original first printing, you know, I wanted that one because the second printing you get for like five bucks. Could mm-hmm. never find this for less than like 25, 30 bucks. I looked into one that was, I think, $15, maybe 20. Ooh, but there you go. I was like, you know what? I love this. It's, you know, showing my hand here. It's my favorite Batman story of the past decade. Hmm. Oh, we'll dive at, into this. At least. Oh, we will dive into I have into some this. fun. I have a fun uh, comment to that. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, the version that I read, because I, like you, and surprisingly, like some others, uh, did not buy this issue when it first came out. Because though I do love Looney Tunes, I have been a fan of Looney Tunes as long as I know, I just thought these will be fun, but I don't yeah, think I yeah. need to buy these yeah, and yeah, have exactly. them in the long box and stuff like that. So it was, it was just like I was able to, I think it was, that was... Yeah, we were able to read issues for review purposes. Um, so, of course, I read a few of them and I was like, oh, they're, you know, this is fun. This is fun. Um, and then, yeah, I got to this one and I I read it, but I think I read it after it already like come out or something, too. 
And so then I think I debated, but then I just didn't even see the issue. And so I just let it be. And then it just kind of grew in reputation, I think, in the years since. So I had to settle for Hoopla. Um, settle. Settle yeah. for Hoopla. Um, but the the DC meets Looney Tunes is available on Hoopla digitally. And that's how I read it. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, I read it as like a review copy, an mm-hmm. advanced review copy. And um where I was viewing, uh, you know, Batman news at the time, nobody really wanted to cover this just because everyone thought, you know, it was going to be slight. Sure. It, it'll be, it'll be silly. It'll be fun. The, the, it was offered to the guy who was actually reviewing the Batman comic, but he decided to pass on it. He was like, okay, whatever. So, I mean, I just kind of took it because, um, like, <sighs> To kind of give it a little bit of history, earlier that year, I went to a fan expo Dallas and Tom King was Mm. there, did a panel and it was, he was just discussing like upcoming plans for Batman and how, how he got this assignment. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, I think he said, Dan DiDio, you know, called him into his office and, you know, he's like, you know, what, what kind of Batman stories do you want to write? So, you know, uh, Tom was like, you know, um, uh, I want to write, you know, maybe like the next killing joke or something like that. And DiDio is like, perfect. You're writing Batman, Elmer Fudd. And, you know, that kind of stopped him in his tracks. He's like, what am I supposed to do with this? But eventually he started, you know, he went on this story and started talking about like uh, his ideas for it and everything. The best part of this panel, though, is hearing Tom King recite the opening narration in an, <laughs> Elmer, in an Elmer Fudd voice. Yeah. So, you know, then it was, this was still, uh, you know, in the works, it was announced, but we hadn't seen any interiors or anything yet, but, um, you know, I was like, okay, this actually sounds pretty good. Uh, so as it kind of got closer and closer to re- release and nobody really wanted to review it, I was like, okay, I'll review it and absolutely loved it and mm-hmm. love it still. So that leads right into the next question, which, you know, is when did you first read this? And so apparently you read it right when it came out. Yes, I did. Hey, I did around them their parts um, as well. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, And here's the big question. Why play for me? We knew this has been on the uh, the docket for a while. while. Yes, yes, yes. I, it kind of. This is what my sixth episode. I think. Oh my goodness! I don't know. You're you're in the I've lost count. Oh, okay. Um, cool, club cool. now. Good, yeah, but I, I mean, good for you. Yeah, I think good probably. Company yeah, it is uh, six like, or seven. You know, first I did Mud Pack, which you mm-hmm. know was great. Um, then did Strange Apparitions, which oh, I was kind of surprised nobody picked. Oh yes. Then um, what did we do? The um, holiday. Uh, yeah, the holiday episode. When we did Strange Apparitions, I think I called this, but then I was like, you know what? No one's going to do Dark Detective. And I kind of like the idea of uh, like on again, off again, on again, like kind of keeping up with a the theme. Like we did mm-hmm. you know, Mud Pack and then Strange Apparitions, which the, 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 the thread here is going to be like Batman and Silver St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we did the holiday episode Then we did. Uh, dark detective um and i was like okay i know a lot of people are gonna say maybe like the widening guyer 
or gyre, however you pronounce it, uh, would actually be like the third, maybe unofficial part of that sort of Silver St. Cloud story. Mm -hmm. I still have not read that book. <laughs> and, you know, based on what I know of that book, I, I think this is a much preferred story with the inclusion of Silver, just how she's treated here. Um, so after we did um, uh, Dark Detective, uh, I wanted to find something else to kind of, you know, keep the pattern alive because, you know, yeah, whatever. We're nerds and we like patterns. <laughs> Are we? And Never knew. I think so. I think so. Um, so that's uh, that's why I picked The Untold Legend of the Batman last time, which again is one that I was surprised. That's, what, that's what I was going back. I was like right here. I'm I'm going back. I'm like, no, it, he's done something since Dark Detective. I know yeah. he has. Untold Legend. Yes. Okay. So I'm glad we got to do that one. So I could uh, uh, kind of everything lead up to this because I was like, nobody's probably going to pick this one. Not that it's not great, but I'm sure it's not one that people are, you know, thinking, you know, immediately like, ooh, let's do Batman Elmer Fudd. So I kind of wanted this to be a little bit of a journey. Um, and then, you know, the short answer is just, this is an excellent Batman comic. You love it. <laughs> I love it. So it's really funny to me. So, I mean, I'll always say this too, that it not until episode 84 of the show was the Dark Knight Returns covered and not because I told people no or anything. It was just, just that long until Robert Reinecke was on to cover big, Dark Knight if Returns. If someone's <laughs> going to cover it, it's got to be Robert Reinecke. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it, so what surprises me a little bit, and I know that this has gotten a reputation. I I'm still a little surprised at the love for this issue. Not that I have anything bad to say about it. I'm just, I guess I'm like, holy crap. Like people love this issue. Uh, the attention that it gathers from like posting an image from it, you know, a panel or something. And somebody will always comment and there's nothing but love. There's likes and there's retweets blah, blah, and all that stuff. Like everybody just loves this issue. So it is actually kind of surprising that to me, but that's why I, I'm really happy and encouraged by this show that it can take 163 episodes to get to this issue that apparently everybody loves. Yeah. But because there's just so much like good Batman stuff, I'm like, I'm I'm fortunate that hey we're not going to run out of material and good material. There's yeah exactly. <laughs> there's a lot. So I know that you'd call this. And by the way, Whitening Gyre, that's a good book. Okay, I'm showing that out there. It's it's a little different in some some things, but I mean that's that's a that's a good book. And if you listen to this episode, because I know because you've told me you listen to each episode of this show, I then I do think it's probably been spoiled for you. What happens? In oh, that it book. was spoiled for me way before <laughs> long time ago. Batman, I didn't know okay. the, way before the Batman book club was even a glimmer you. in your eye. <laughs> okay. All right, good. Well then hallelujah. Um, <laughs> so what's really funny about this, let me tell you the sequence of events of what happened. Uh, for anybody who's listening now and didn't know back in January by some crazy miracle, I cashed in all my goodwill and was fortunate to get Tom King to come on this show. And I talked to him for about two hours. Uh, lovely guy, uh, was very open and answered anything and everything that I asked him. Um, 
I did, but I stuck to his main Batman line. I didn't talk about Elmer Fudd like at all because I mean, the guy, I mean, he's busy. I can't have him on for 17 hours. Um, but I didn't get to ask him anything about this. So I decided I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to message him. Uh, and I'm going to ask him if he has any kind of fun behind the scenes nuggets. Uh, for also episode 138 was the interview with Tom King. Just throwing that out there. So I went ahead and I I messaged him if he had any fun behind the scenes nuggets about this because we were going to record about it. And he said, haha, that's awesome. <laughs> Number one, uh, it started out as a joke I told James Tynan at a New York Comic Con party. Number two, there are two huge typos in most editions. We'll come back to that one, Jay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then we'll come back to this uh, third one. Lee Weeks first drew everyone as animals and had to redraw uh, when he realized they're supposed to be humans. If you look on the first page, you'll see a dog slash man walking into the bar. Now, what's always funny with this, and I, res- I responded to him on a day, I... <laughs> I just always thought it was Scruff McGruff. <laughs> but then I laughed because I'm like, Scruff is not a Looney Tunes character, so why the hell would he be in this Looney Tunes crossover story? Um, but I thought that was fun. And then there actually is uh, what's his name? The Grey Mouse. Like, I don't... I've, what's his name? Oh, gosh. The the little one. I wrote one. it down. Hubie. Yeah. Is it Hubie okay. or Birdie? I think, I think it's Hubie. Hubie sounds... Okay. More correct. <laughs> when Batman and Elmer come go into Porky's and it's the full page spread, everybody's human, but there's old Hubie on the left side. So he's maybe he intentionally still snuck one, snuck one in there as an animal, which I totally appreciate. Yes. Now, Jay, uh, you did not seem surprised when I said about there are two huge typos in most editions. I read the issue twice. I did not see any typos. Do you by chance? Because he did say most editions. Yes, it's I mean, I I don't know the uh, I'm not going to look up the exact spots, but his intention was for everything Elmer says to have like his, you know, affectation Mm -hmm. to it. So there are a couple of points when he says like, you know, Herm, but it's spelled out H R M M. He meant it to be H W M M just to kind of go along with okay. the, uh, you know, how, how Elmer Elmer says that um, I've, I've heard him talk about this on different panels uh, over like since the publication of this uh, I've heard him talk about it. So yeah, I knew, I knew what he was at least talking about. So I wondered if that was it. And I did pick up on as long as the, like, if the R wasn't the at the end of the word, then you substituted the W. Yeah. So like to start a word or middle, it was what? And the same with like the L's. Because right. I'm like, wait, he says Elmer Fudd, but yet he'll say Wainbows. Right. And so then I just kind of picked up on that pattern. And then in reading it too, I did like there were like some parts where I'm like, maybe, but also like. I don't know if that's it or not. And so then I, I don't know. I was looking really closely and I couldn't exactly like pick it all out, but I'll tell you every time I read this, this issue is probably the most time I spend reading one issue of any comic book 
because I read it so slow and have to like, I don't know, read it like Elmer is saying it. Sometimes <laughs> the wing comes down so hard you forget you've ever been dry. You know, I can't just like, it's, uh, I can't just like read it without that. It's if I start to, then I like, no, 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 go back and then read it with that. And it's just, it's a blast every time. Uh, and actually my Mira even said, cause I picked up and I was reading some to her and she was laughing. So then she started reading some and she <laughs> said, you can go ahead and tell, uh, Jay Oz that this comic book makes me want to read this comic book. And she doesn't read comic books. And I that said, is well, an endorsement right there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Sir Tom King, look at this. And I mean, it was the. Hello, my baby. Hello, my <laughs> that one she did, and we like we had a good time uh, reading parts of this of this comic book. So, and then you also mentioned that you love this this book. So I was talking with our our mutual pal Ryan Haas, uh, and I I was telling him about um I showed him like I sent him a screenshot of like hey the what Tom King had said didn't tell didn't reveal he didn't know this recording is happening at all. Haas didn't. And his response to that was, oh, you've got to be recording with Jay Oz. <laughs> he goes, he loves that book. And I'm like, I didn't even show you my hand or anything. And yes, I am recording <laughs> with Jay Oz actually. <laughs> so there you go. It is known to the, is known to the masses that is known. If I'm known for fan. something, I guess loving Batman Elmer Fudd is loving Batman Elmer Fudd. Something worth being known. <laughs> you for. could be known for for worse, I guess. Not yeah. you specifically. It's just like, you know, your uh, your legend could be yes worse than that. So I'm rambling at this point. So why don't <laughs> you just kick us off? This is an issue that you've been counting down the days to talk about. You love it wholeheartedly. Let's let's talk about it. Let's celebrate. What All do you right. want to kick off with first? Um, first, I want to kick off with the cover because okay, it is you know, moody and beautiful and everything. I have held the original art in my hands. Ooh, tell me more. Um, at Comic-Con, I want to say 2019, I think it was. Lee Weeks wasn't there, but the, um, like the whole uh, Tom King, Lee Weeks, Scott Snyder was at the time, I think like Josh Williamson, jock i want to say a lot of creators you know they'll be part of like an art like an artistic uh group that you know helps sure. organize and sell their art and everything uh there's this comic sketch art i think is what it's called at the booth you know you can get you know prints is this, uh, you know, san diego yeah san diego okay Com um you can get you know of course prints you know current issues graphic novels of you know the creators that are there and everything off to the side, they also had a bunch of original art for sale, um, which is, I would love to own a piece of original art from something someday. It's just usually. Same. Yeah. I can't do it. Incredibly expensive. <laughs> uh, I get it. I get, I got, you know, I have to justify to myself, not to me or just to myself of spending what I do on some of these Lego sets. And then I look up some yeah. original art and I'm like, oh man, that's like, seven massive lego sets. Yeah. Oh, the, clo the closest the closest i have that i own is uh christopher uh Sotomayor, who's a colorist uh i think at the beginning of like the covid pandemic he needed to of course you know he wasn't working because you know they had you know kind of a pencils down thing with mm -hmm. any comic creation sure. for a while um 
you know, he needed to make some money. So he put some uh, coloring guides and other art he had worked on uh, up for sale. Um, and uh, I bought one of those from him. It was like $60. I'll um, um, take a picture of it and send it to you later so we can, you know, Please so the show goes live. Yeah. Um, but um, it's a coloring guide. So it's a, already colored um like copy of like an interior from a comic book it's i don't know what the comic book is it has uh thunderstrike which was like a kind of a variation of thor in the 90s like beta ray bill and loki and yeah uh, some other characters i don't really recognize um so it's obviously some sort of marvel comic but um um it has them with the coloring and then off to the side some like guide notes and marker kind of scribbles just to uh, effectively just show you know how he would color the page mm -hmm. and what the consistency could be i was like you know that's really cool um that's the closest i have to original comic book art um but i i was just like you know what i'll, I'll look through this just to you know thumb through it and there was like a huge binder that had um because yeah, a lot of comic art you know they're not actually drawing on you know the how whatever size you know eight by ten or eight and a half by eleven whatever size the comic book is yeah you know, it's usually bigger and then they just you know scan it shrink it down a little bit and that's how they get it um but i was looking through this and you know saw some just amazing work and i come across this one page that is just you know about a good 75 percent just black sharpie and then, hmm. you know, of the outline of, yeah. you know, Batman's silhouette and then, you know, Elmer Fudd's figure at the bottom. And I was just holding it, just staring at it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. It was also like $1,500. <laughs> so there was no way I'd be able to afford it. But, you know, I've, I've at also least... Slight, you know what? To me, I feel by no means is that like cheap. I would have guessed more. Yeah be honest maybe it was fifteen thousand. i don't know i mean it was a lot i mean it was it was a lot it was um you know nothing i'd ever be able to afford but yeah. i mean i've at least held it in my hands which That's i just right, think yeah. is a cool cool mm -hmm. um you know anecdote about the uh the issue but yeah you know, if but... i could ever if i could own a piece of original art and this is maybe surprising because i feel like most people say oh that's low-hanging fruit he'd want tim sale long halloween or something from bermejo I think, honestly, I would want either Freddie Williams or John Samariva, uh, Batman Ninja Turtle crossover. I'd want oh, a yeah. panel of the Turtles and Batman from one of those books, the original piece, because that's combining two of my loves from childhood. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be, and that would be on the wall and framed right behind me. And then there'd yes. be renter, you know, insurance to cover yes. that. Yes, you know, absolutely. Anyways. Um, okay, so yeah, so you touched the, the original cover fantastic uh well, okay so there you go let's just let's hit lee weeks first shall we yes um this book no matter what format you read it is almost five pounds soaking wet of noir it is drenched in noir and i freaking love it i think lee weeks does fantastic art as it is mm. obviously but the Gotham that he depicts here, along with the coloring, uh, I think Laverne K. 
I'm not going to pronounce the last name because yeah. I don't want to butcher it. So we'll go by Batman Book Club Jeez, rules. Laverne K. <laughs> the yeah the the combination between the two I think is just lovely, and yeah I I I love the designs. I love the designs of the you know bringing the Looney Tunes characters to Gotham as humans and the fun nods, obviously teamed with also with uh, King in some of the dialogue as just a little you know wink wink nudge of like in case you don't pick up on it this is who that is. Uh, I I love that aspect of it all, and then of course, I mean Elmer. I I love him. I love his apartment and uh, his interactions with Batman at his apartment and everything. I mean, I just think that like this man, this is a highlight for that guy of his work. You know, the the past five ten years or so. I think it's great. Yeah, this is like I had retroactively noticed that i'd been fairly familiar with his work over the years isn't that um, fun yeah and, when you go back to older stuff and you're like holy crap wait wait because like, i swear I, I just read something not too long ago that was completely out of left field maybe i was revisiting i don't know if it was lee weeks it might have been uh volume three of nightfall there's one like random issue oh yeah that that he penciled um okay I, yeah and i was like oh Back in the uh, when it came out in the '90s, there was like a Gambit. I don't know if it was a mini series or an ongoing, mm-hmm. but the first cover is like uh, pretty pretty uh, familiar. It's like black with big gold lettering of Gambit, and then it just mm-hmm. has Gambit jumping and like throwing his cards. Yeah. Um, and then you know he did the the covers for that. Uh, even around this time, for um, like right after that convergence series there was Mm -hmm. that um uh uh lois and clark superman or superman lois and clark series uh written by dan jurgens with the original superman you know when he was kind of folded back into continuity aka dan jurgens according to peter vera carry on he uh (laughs) he penciled that series too um but yeah i mean it you could not that you'd want to, because the dialogue is, you know, what sells it and, you know, makes it great. Sure. You could almost just make this a, a picture book because his storytelling is just that great. His figure the, work is that phenomenal. And the confrontation I mean, at uh, Elmer's apartment is, you know, is silent for the most part. It is. Outside it, of some sound effects and that, I mean, very effective. And it's, oh gosh, one of the, you know, best sequences, you know, I've, you know, ever seen just with just how he uh, knows how to use movement, how to use shadow, how to uh, reenact use... Batman 407. Yes. Um, how to use these two very different characters with very different anatomy and how they w- would move in this kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just an amazing sequence. Yep. I agree. Uh I, I'm I'm looking now. I'm trying to count the pages. So one, two, three, four. Basically four and nine tenths pages of dialogue free. Yeah. Uh, and not just like one one panel pages or anything. It's like multiple panels. I mean, it's just it is. It's a well crafted sequence. Dialogue free, nothing but action. Totally makes sense for the story. Makes sense for uh, what these characters represent in this story and everything. And so, um, 
And for just like a, it's an average sized comic book too. And they, I love it that they utilized, you know, almost five complete pages of no dialogue, but it doesn't hurt the story in any way. It's kind of like this, it almost feels like it's definitely organic. Like, well, this has to happen for them to move on in the story. Like they've, they've got to fight first. It's just how, I mean, that's how they are. They don't know who each other is other than a threat at that point in the story. Um, I see what you mean. Like in the Herm, this, my version, Elmer is H W M M. There was another one that I think I, there's another spot. Didn't realize. Um, I'm not sure what, after the fight, mm-hmm. uh, Batman punches Elmer and his hat comes or his, his hat's already off, but Batman punches Elmer and they're just kind of facing off. And Elmer says you, he deserved it. You know, Bruce Wayne, he deserved to die. The first deserved Disworved. is okay. deserved. Yep. And then the second one is disworved. I think it's the disworved is the title. Yes. Tom King, maybe a rookie or something. <laughs> doesn't have the uh the writing of elmer fudd down when when i he was talking about that at one of those panels i was at he said that he got so mad that he like tore up his comps and threw them in the trash and that <laughs> killed me oh, yeah in my soul a little bit because it's like oh my gosh i want that <laughs> come, <comic."> on. <laughs> come on now uh let's see so mm-mm-mm. Let's let's hit up with the the story as it were. You mentioned Silver Saint Cloud. I hope, I hope, in Matt Reeves is the Batman universe. They bring in either or both, Julie Madison or Silver Saint Cloud. Bring in one of the two. Their time to shine in live action. Do it. And Silver Saint Cloud, obviously, because strange apparitions. Uh, yes. one of my favorite Batman stories of all time. Uh, Jay and I just gushed about that many mm-hmm. moons ago. And here, I love that that's the, and that goes, you know, that just drips back to 1940s noir story too of the murder of a dame, <laughs> you know, love it. And I mean, Tom, Tom King, obviously he's a massive fan of noir, uh, Michael Cronenberg was on here to just talk about how him and Tom King have become friends because of, you know, that genre and stuff. And so uh, it only makes sense that that's kind of like the central piece to keep, to get this story. Like you can't just be like, Oh, it's just going to be uh Elmer Fudd running into human versions of characters. It's like, no, you need a story. You need yeah, a plot. Yeah. And here you go. You hear King tell it though it, it was actually Lee Weeks's idea to do film noir, like a, a more of a noir, really? noir story. Yeah, he said that the ideas that he was coming up with, he wanted to work with Weeks because you know, who wouldn't? Yeah. Uh, the ideas that he was pitching were like incredibly exaggerated, hyper violence, like Elmer Fudd pulling teeth out with pliers and everything. And uh, Lee Weeks is. Uh, I mean, you know, no stranger, I'm sure, to, you know, depicting violence and everything. But he was like, you know, Tom, I'm a Christian man and I'd rather not draw <laughs> that with this story, this specific story. Fine. You know, how about film noir? And that, you know, King King effectively realized, you know, oh, wait, that's the right answer, <laughs> which, you know, 
I think we can say it is because this, like you said earlier, this works perfectly as a both a somewhat parody of film noir because it is ridiculous and you know kind of silly on the surface, but it's still a really good noir story in itself. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons that I think this has such a like a following and is so beloved by people is, you know, they look mm -hmm. at it and they think, Oh, you know, that's, you know, silly and goofy. How could that possibly be a good story? And then reading it and saying, that was a really good story. Absolutely. <laughs> Going I into mean, the, it with the, the different expectations. Because I mean, we do get the, I mean, from the get go, like, I mean, you already mentioned that opening page uh, monologue from Elmer in which basically, you know, it's setting the scene of like a, basically always raining in Gotham and, and all that. And he's, my name is Elmer Fudd and I'm hunting rabbits. And then he goes into Porky's, which at that point I know in first reading, I was like, well, that's fun. And <laughs> who's sitting there and he's say, and what's up doc. And it's this guy with these big old buck teeth and he's eating carrots. And it's like, holy hell, there's Bugs Bunny. Uh, and I mean, it's the story it, it lays into that in which, oh my gosh, I love, absolutely love their exchange right at the beginning. And they're talking about jokes. And he says, Elmer says, hey, I got one for you, Bugs. Knock, knock. Bugs goes, who's there? Elmer says, I forgot. You want me to shoot you right here or in private? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to say that, like that's stupid. I just love like how knock knock who's there i forgot so anyways do you want me to shoot you right now or like you know sort of deal that's just freaking hilarious to me i, I could, love it i could hear humphrey bogart saying something like that <laughs> I forgot. like really as um um oh gosh where, where is it again? but in a movie like the big sleep or, or maltese mm -hmm. falcon or something just says uh, something like just very dry very quick and witty I, I could hear him saying that. So yeah, it definitely fits with the noir vibe here. Fits with the vibe. I like how Weeks, it doesn't hurt me at all, even though, you know, I told you that my favorite is Bugs, that Bugs is drawn. Like, I'm sorry, he just looks pathetic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, he just does, but it doesn't bother me because I'm like, who cares? It's a story. It doesn't look like the Bugs Bunny I know. More on that uh, coming up soon. But I love the, you know, the exchange and the setup of what happens. It's like, well, his, his woman, Silva St. Cloud, <laughs> the, he his, returned his to widow cloud, his widow cloud, widow cloud, <laughs> circle of blood with a bitten carrot in the middle of it. That, and we, we start connecting the pieces. Oh, she was murdered. Oh, bugs. Cause we've seen it by the point that's revealed. We've seen Bugs as the one that's eating the carrots, also knowing this world. There's a Bugs likes carrots. And seeing of how Bugs and getting his way out of his, the, I don't want to say the death by shotgun, prolonged, is to give up. I have a name who did it. Bruce Wayne. And we're like, okay, here we go. Now we're off and running. Now the pieces are connecting how we're going to get Batman and uh, Elmer together. The connection. I mean, I know I'm just spit. Blah, 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 blah. Apparently, Bruce, according to Elmer, uh, is the one who killed his widow cloud. So he needs to go to a party. Fun way of going undercover, I guess, as a limo driver. Um, 
to Bruce Wayne, who Silver had confessed she had an affair with. But <gasps> I know. So he's got to go take care of Bruce, only to go home, and we get to see that Batman is hot on his tail after he leaves Wayne Manor. Um, and that's when the confrontation at the apartment happens, and then it's revealed. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Why are we fighting? Essentially, they got to go back to Porky's. They got to take care of business. Uh, jump in at any point here if there's anything that you want to highlight. Uh, there, well, there is a quick. So when we get our first glimpse of Batman as he's following Elmer back to his apartment, and there's like down. It looks like it's like oh, Bruno, gosh. Bruno Diaz. I don't know if that's a reference to anything. I couldn't think of anything you know Uh, everything can be there for a reason and i figured that's probably like a perfect spot to put in something but i i have no no recollection on bruno diaz and if that means anything or not yeah i I don't know either i'm googling it real quick let me uh just mention how gorgeous that page is though oh yeah my gosh um Bruno Diaz, Batman. Oh, I guess in uh, Latin America, Bruce Wayne is called Bruno Diaz. <laughs> so I wonder. There if we go. Kind of. Thank uh, you. This is this is why Jay Oz comes to the show. The Google, the fast Googling thumbs. Uh, but yeah, like I said, oh my gosh, that is Bruce Wayne. such a okay. love it. That is such a gorgeous page. It's, it is. It's a great, oh, a great page, and I love it. It's it's a tease of Batman. So you hold off on getting the reveal until he's standing behind Elmer in the doorway. Yes, love that panel. Which again, amazing sequence where you, mm-hmm. you know, Elmer acts like he doesn't know Bruce is there. You can see his finger tightening on the trigger, and then you know the two get into fisticuffs and everything um again just an incredible sequence amazing framed, visual framed copy of detective comics number 27 in elmer's apartment is there i didn't even notice that it's um come on come on it's over batman's shoulder yeah when he says no one deserves to die oh ha i've Golly, I've don't know how many times I flipped through this. I never ever <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> That's hilarious. So he's a fan all along. He there is you go, Elmer. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so meta. Uh I guess I mean I'll just say two other, and these are obviously much more obvious nuggets, but the back in Porky's, Chuck Jones Boulevard, Tex Avery Avenue. Mm-hmm. both um deep deep ties especially chuck jones with animation and looney tunes uh another nod that it bugs says at one point is that it, you know made a wrong turn at albuquerque which is a heavy nod to bugs bunny uh like a recurring recurring line every other bugs bunny short <laughs> exactly yeah basically uh yeah then in porkies and it, it does become a fun so all the way until this reading I I crap you not. I miss the Pepe Le Pew. I don't know that he that Batman gets his hands on him, but that big, you know, that big shot when Elmer and Batman come walking into Porky's. Uh Pepe, his he's the like the 
one like the back's turned toward us and it's black hair but the white streak going right down the middle i'd always for some whatever reason i never made the connection of like oh there's pepe Le Pew. oh and i just found a uh another um animal in there unless that's the one that you're talking about um when they first go into porkies far left right behind like porky there's a a mouse yeah that's that's hubie hubie Hubie? okay that's who you're talking about okay okay yeah i thought i thought you were meaning um i misunderstood what you were saying so okay no yeah i'd never noticed him either but uh i never make sense so that was that one's on me i'll edit it to where like you know (laughs) i make sense somehow um and we got earlier in it the um I mean, it looks, it almost looks a little like it's Hugo Strange. This is, you know, he looks like a frog, but I'm telling you, fellas, he sings like an angel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, I mean, what's so fun here, and it's not, I mean, it's fun nods, and some are a little bit more blunt than others. Has Sylvester, Daffy, Marvin the Martian, uh, it's Michigan J Frog. Tweety, yes. Pepe Le Pew, Foghorn Leghorn, and Yosemite Sam. And then, of course, like we said, Hubie. All of them managed in here. So much fun. Uh, I think, so aside from Pepe, I think Marvin, if he, well, if he didn't have, no, 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 wait, hold on. Foghorn Leghorn, if he didn't have any dialogue, I would not know. Yeah, same, same here. I don't know how you could do humanize and by a look because he's talking to Yosemite. And of course he's got the really long saggy mustache. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Taz is just a uh, spiked Mohawk and his shirt says Taz. Marvin has the color scheme at least. And the way that he's got that, that hat, you know, you can see the little bit of a nod to the headgear that Marvin wears and stuff. Um, but yeah, Foghorn, I think is just a little, a little more difficult. Tweety, I think he's got the color scheme and he's little. Yeah. Not gonna be no little, more pretty tats. <laughs> Sylvester yes. is a little off. Orange uh, and black. I didn't get yeah. it. I wonder if it's just supposed to be the lighting in Porky's makes his okay. shirt look orange. But even still, it's um, yeah, not the easiest one to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Um, in it in a lovely, what do you want to say? Typical genre twist. The dame was alive all along, and she's playing all of them at the same time. Playing them all a fool, and I do love the, I do love the ending, and she basically is off scot free, walks out the door. And Bugs wanting more carrot juice. Elmer make that too. And Batman three. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just kind of love how it all ends up the three of them at the bar, you know, having a drink. And then the um, uh, twist on Porky's line. They're all almost out of carrot juice and gets a single drop out and says, that's all. That's all folks. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. 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 Um, I'll get it. Well, Sure. Just real quick. I do love the in these DC Looney Tunes stories, they do have an extra backup story that is it's like the first half we get DC's version 
And then the eight page short stories, we get the Looney Tunes version in which it is more, you know, crazy uh, bonkers as are the Looney Tunes. And I love this. And what are you going to do if it's Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd? What do you what are you going to do if it's Elmer Fudd? You do Wabbit season. Exactly. It's always Wabbit season. No, bat season. And I love I mean, it's totally fun. And I totally heard Deirdre Bader, uh, his voice. And yes, absolutely. And I think the first time I read it every time since I hear his voice in this. And I love how he brings into it's Robin season. Yes. <laughs> yeah, get the Robins. <laughs> Except Tim Drake. Sorry, Jay. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, he's there. Oh, okay. Yeah, take him down. It's all for fun. But I, I think that that, I mean, also a nice calendar man and also like Silver Age calendar man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> little appearance. Uh, this is, and this one too, written by Tom King. And I think, you know, really fun drawings by Byron. Byron Vaughn's um like it's a fun little additional additional story yeah got it had to mention it because it's included you know included in the initial issue that and in every king also insisted on writing because I think most of the other one shots they had a you know completely different teams um on the uh the backups versus the main stories but he said no if I'm doing Batman Elmer Fudd I'm doing all Batman Elmer Fudd yeah good for him when will we have the chance to ever do that again exactly this is the time um let's see let's see if i have any other specific notes there's something that we didn't touch on with the main story with play for me uh let me see i'm just flipping through it i've been flipping through it the whole time just because i love looking get, at get a little pages. lost in the yeah a little lost yeah. in the art i you know what i i think i'll just can best because i don't remember getting the four batman 407 nod before for whatever reason i didn't think about it i think i just probably read through the pages so quick that i didn't really take my time and here for this episode it's like i really took my time and that one for whatever reason it really jumped out on me um i'm like oh yeah obviously that's batman 407 um Let's just start with page one. Let's have a reading of this issue, Jay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can take we can take turns. Yeah. yeah we'll, uh, we'll do voices. <laughs> and yeah, I don't I mean, I don't think I ever caught that either. The uh Batman 407 nod. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The more you know. Exactly. Read more Batman comics and then yes, reread indeed. those Batman comics. And then you'll catch you'll catch stuff that was there all along. For really real. For realsies. Um, we can come back to if there's anything else that really yeah, stands yeah. out that we hadn't brought to, but let's, Jay, let me ask you a couple questions. Yes, you've got a question? First up, what's your favorite part of this issue? My favorite part might be everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, from page one until I mean, the end. I do love just the opening page, just how it, it first time reading it just completely sets the mood mm-hmm. that you were not expecting at all, realizing, oh my gosh, they're actually going for it <laughs> with this. I also love 
um like you mentioned earlier the the big twist at the end the reveal mm-hmm. of silver um the way she playfully has the uh uh like her her hat over her her face and then yeah you know, she uh, uses uses the carrot to kind of you know talk to the guys just looks that, kind of very thin fatalish like drawn and colored so freaking well yes it, it, over an image that is just you know a close up of a character's face hat holding a carrot like that's it but it fits that mood and I, I don't know it just like it looks so good yeah i mean i just uh, i love that that reveal just that whole mm-hmm. sequence there just because so the whole book the I think that's what book. you're getting at the, the, the whole, whole book <laughs> the whole book the whole book definitely the so i almost said batman and elmer's first meeting at elmer's uh yeah it's so i always say elmer fudd and this and for some reason here i just keep saying elmer elmer <laughs> just say elmer fudd elmer fudd and elmer fudd the part their confrontation there i was i was really leaning towards that and then i think on my second reading I thought I think it's Batman and Batman and Elmer at Porky's. Yeah, uh, because I can just feel I love when they leave. You know the hum hum. Yeah, and then back at Porky's, and then my name is Elmer Fudd. He's Batman, and we're hunting rabbits. And Batman and love, kicks through the door. I do love right before that when Elmer says, "You know, this is a hard place for hard men. They won't take <laughs> kindly to your presence." And Batman just says good good (laughs) um which that's a great image too of elmer and batman side by side when batman says good but Mm -hmm. i feel like you can just like you can feel it kind of like oh we're 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 cooking with gas now and it kicks through that door and then almost just like the silence when it's that full page and everybody's looking at him and yosemite's the first one to step up and then bam right to the face yeah and you know we're here for bugs, but if everyone wants to play, we will we'll play, play with, with everyone. everyone. <laughs> and then it just, and then it's just, you can almost just imagine just, yeah. just taking out everybody. So yeah, I mean, I love that part. Uh, how about a, <laughs> but a favorite panel? Oh gosh. Yeah. I knew you'd do this <laughs> the whole book. <laughs> uh, I knew you'd do this. <sighs> I'll never not do it to you. I know. I know. Uh, the problem is just picking one. The heat is on. Yeah. I mean, part of me wants to say the first shot of Batman just, you know, just gliding through the air following Mm -hmm. Elmer earlier. I even love at the end, like after Silver kind of lays out like the whole plan and everything. Mm -hmm. There's that panel where Bruce, you can see his eyes are kind of squinting a bit and he's heartbroken. It's just very subtle, but incredible just acting from weeks there. Um, And then, I mean, the opening splash page with Elmer going toward, with Fudd going toward Porky's and... um, The great scene. Just like a mood setter. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Enterprises in the background Mm. and, you know, all the, the dark and shadow and even like the the lights from the street lamps still not illuminating very much you know mm-hmm. just just goes to show that this is this is a piece of noir no yeah a soaking 
piece of noir. It is drenched, drenched in the noir, noirest of noir, (laughs) the noirest of noir. There you go. Say that seven times fast. Um, there's tons of pages, tons of panels that I really, really like. But it's Batman standing behind Elmer for me mm-hmm. at his apartment. Yes. Their yes. confrontation. I just I love that. Take that image on its own. You don't need any more. Nope. Like, oh, that tells that's, you that's Batman Elmer. Fun. Everything you need to know about this comic right there. Yep. I love that one. It's really good. But I mean, there's so many good ones. I know I almost even insane it when I just said Batman and Elmer standing outside of Porky's next to each other when he says good. I'm like, am I sure that that's not it? Yeah. That's really good. Like, yeah. But so what, is this what, and so is that. What I love about that panel with Batman standing behind FUD is, mm-hmm. you know, it shows that, you know, they played this straight. Like they realize. Mm-hmm the the looniness of it you know it being looney yeah. tunes and everything they play it straight they didn't play it like a joke mm-hmm. they it's told like a a genuine batman noir story yep for all you know like they could take out elmer fudd and make that jack prance i don't you know whatever yeah, like yeah, yeah. just some random some random guy or whatever. Um, well, and like, like in in the in the cartoons, you know, Elmer is often um, the the victim of you know bugs or you know Daffy or whomever. Like mm-hmm. their their shenanigans. So he's he's treated as if he's a little dumb. Yeah, but he's a in here he's he's not a dumb. Like a very, I mean, frankly you know brutal and intense character who uh-huh. also has you know feelings and emotions because the whole driving point of the story is he was in love with a woman and uh he you know found out she was you know unfaithful and she he wanted to go and uh you know, seek revenge so yep. i mean he he is a person with emotions and everything and i mean i just love that about it that this isn't played as a joke Mm-hmm. They're not making. They're not making fun of anybody, really. I mean, there's a couple little nods, like Yosemite's still one that you're like, yeah, yeah, punch that guy in the face. <laughs> I mean, even still, they're taking the uh, the caricature of the characters and yeah. putting it in this story mm-hmm. in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Would you like to see this image? Image? This issue adapted in animation? Only if Tom King voiced Elmer Fudd. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't yeah. think that that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, this would be, I mean, just a fun, even with the, um, like the uh, current Looney Tunes cartoons they have, uh-huh. or even as just like a special for, you know, Max or something like that. This would be a perfect size story to do in, maybe a 20, 25 minute long um, uh, episode uh, kind of special. So I think this would definitely work. And I would like to say yes. There's for me, yes. I think they could compile an anthology movie and do you know four or five, I don't know, I guess 10, 12 minute 
Batman Elmer Fudd, uh, was Wonder Woman, Tasmanian Devil was another one I remember reading. I really liked that one. Lobo um, and Wiley e. Coyote. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they could you could do those stories in the. Uh, what do you want to say? The mature version, and then maybe the back half are the shorts that are at the end of you. You know, do like yeah, 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 four or five minute ones that are more of like Looney Tunes style or something. That'll be such a unique project, and I mean, they do it so much with Scooby Doo of combining Scooby Doo with their exactly. other IP. I mean, why not do DC and Looney Tunes on on one too? Exactly. And maybe money, maybe the money's on the t- table right there. <laughs> maybe you scrap the mature ones and you just go with the more family friendly ones or whatever. You know, like hey, I'm there. I enjoyed the backup on on this one. It was a good time. Yeah, like yeah, I, exactly. I, I'd like either version of that, but. Yeah, ideally, I would like to see if they could do this, but then I don't know because this is perfected so well, and it becomes that whole like, do you need they need to change something to make it different because otherwise it's just a complete copy of this. But then also, but there's nothing I would want changed from this. So if it's not this, then uh, they risk it being not as not good. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, so so much of it we we didn't even mention any of like the lettering either but like darren bennett who is great um Mm -hmm. you know all those you know just incredible sound effects in their in their uh fight at elmer's apartment alone like the um this uh that almost looks like he took a a sponge brush in uh did the letters like that yeah because it's not all colored in and everything and then you know, the blams and the uh, <laughs> do you ever read you know, these out loops? loud to yourself sometimes oh all the time man <laughs> so do I. as i'm looking and i'm like quick cow quick cow bwam punch bwang oh that's another thing that i love i love how when batman punches it's punch yes elmer punches it's punch yep when yeah oh good nice well done so I mean, this this is I mean, it, <laughs> like when 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 we talk about I didn't you know, know like that. adapting adapting you know like the long Halloween as yeah. an animated movie, now you can't talking. capture Tim Sale's style in it. Agreed. It's yeah. just so unique. Don't even try. The, everything going on with this, it would be very hard to do in any sort of animation. Mm-hmm. So I'd still like to see it, but I know that it won't be this. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can accept that, like it's not going to be this, exactly. it's going to be inspired by, then sure, take me on an adventure. And also, I like come up with something different. It doesn't have to look, I don't know, come up with a cool noir. I don't know. They could do something cool. Yeah. There were some noir shots in the long Halloween uh, that looked great. Uh, and, you know, reminded me a little bit of Batman the animated series um, mm-hmm. and stuff too. Like, I don't know. Animation, you can do anything. Yes. So, I know they're listening and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe DC meets Looney Tunes. Uh, Jay, do you have final thoughts summarizing this, your thoughts and feelings? I know we've talked about an hour about this and you kind of have made it very well known how you feel about this book, (laughs) but your final thoughts on it that you want to reiterate or something new to say. I don't know. Even though it's only tangentially related to the other books I was talking about, Strange mm-hmm. Apparitions and uh, Dark Detective. Uh, I mean, it's just, 
I think the the thing that makes me love this the most is that it was just a surprise. Yeah. Wasn't expecting anything of it beyond maybe just have a fun comic, but realizing that it was a very well written, incredibly well illustrated comic meeting between Batman and Elmer Fudd, taking this concept, playing it straight, but not being overly dark it's it it, it is the perfect tonal balance for it it wasn't what i was expecting and it's all the better for it and that's Mm -hmm. why i love it and again why i think so many people have come to love this is because they didn't expect to and ended up realizing that this is a very 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 well-made comic book Mm -hmm. yeah uh copy and paste all right and that's all I have to say about that. No, I'm kidding. I think what I really like about like what you said though is how much like a surprise that it was. You know, uh at the point that this came out, so I think it said the end of June of 2017. And Tom King, let's see, rebirth was 20 June or July 2016, maybe yes. August. Because I thought May was the big 80 page rebirth special. Yeah, that Jeff Johns did. And so I don't even think so at that point. I mean, we're, you know, we're 10 issues into the Batman run to where I do like those well, first 10 issues. Double shit. Ooh, OK, now we're talking from more jokes and riddle. OK, but I guess I don't know. I was in I was really liking what uh, King was doing, but. Just because his name was attached to this, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I got it. That's. Oh my God, you know, sort of deal. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should have. I was, I was young and and silly, but yes. I, I do, especially the concept on its own of DC meets Looney Tunes, and then it just wasn't what I was expecting in such a good way that it was just so surprising. And then just kind of the book just kind of keeps the love for it keeps snowballing. Yeah, it's just going down a hill, collecting more fans and more fans and people are just like praising it more. And I'm really glad because then when you do revisit it and you realize how smart it is, how fun it is, uh, how well it works. Yeah. And all of it is not making fun of Looney Tunes or Batman or anything. It's, it's just a really good, solid, fun issue beginning to end. It's not trying to reinvent the wheel or say something big. It's just trying to be a good story. And it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. Um, this kind of actually flew by. It did. Not that it's ever time doesn't take forever when I'm talking to Jay Oz. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is I mean, when you're talking about fun stuff that you like, I mean, <laughs> time goes by pretty fast. It does. What indeed. if it says life moves fast? <laughs> oh, once in a stop. Yeah. I always butcher it. Yeah, always butcher it. Life comes at you pretty fast. Sometimes, some, 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 something. Sometimes, 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 you know what? Take a <laughs> breath. <Yeah. laughs> I think that's what he was saying. Um, in other words, I'm just saying, Jay Oz, thanks for coming back on the Batman Book Club. Always, always. Love thanks for up. picking a fun book. Yes. Um, that was a really good time to talk about. Usually, everybody does anyway. But yeah, yeah this is a this is a great a great issue. Why don't you go ahead and slap on some some plugs? uh plugs i'm uh kind of on 
Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, um, at J-A-Y-A-W-S. I've actually been spending most of my time on there, which even then isn't a lot. Uh, my comic uh, blog handle, which is at Comic Pause, um, also on Instagram with both of those and um, in you know various groups on Facebook, you know, Batman on film, some of the real fans, uh, good friends of the the show with like Holly Batcast and everything, you know, and some of those groups and everything. Um, but yeah, and my own blog, like I said, Comic Pause. Um, it's wordpress.comicpause.com. Most of what I do over there lately is uh, maybe review a couple of little books or action figures or what have you uh, that uh, that I get for review. And I do a weekly um, post called Random Robin. Yeah. Where I, where I uh, flip a coin to decide which one of my long boxes I open up. Uh, heads, it's the uh, Tim Drake, Robin, the uh, main series uh, mm-hmm. from the 90s and 2000s. Um, or the Tim Drake notables, starting with his first appearance in um, Batman for, oh gosh, something. Hmm. I don't know. I'm tired, uh, but it's uh, <laughs> effectively um, year three, part one. I want to say it's 486, yeah. but I don't think that's it. Um, I think it's 460 something. Anyway, whatever. I could just reach down there, but I'm not going to because it's down there and I'm right here. Uh, <laughs> but that up until um, is very is other issues up until uh, the cutoff of the new 52, I decided to uh, only do frankly what most of us consider real tim drake the uh the mm-hmm. classic character and uh yeah i literally just uh review a random issue um basically saying it's wobbin season it is wobbin season Wind there you wobbin. go boom Wind we knew wobbin. it knew it there you go and uh, i'm not on any shows regularly so uh you know whatever i'll, I'll be on anything that you, you uh, that uh yeah <laughs> if you'll have me uh i will go, go come on you'll be back on i think you and i already know what you're gonna talk about next time too yes do you remember you of course yes, you remember yes, yes i look at it <laughs> every single day it's on excellent every on day okay every single day it's in my office on the wall love it <laughs> excellent uh as for the batman book club you know where you can find it on pete actually made a good point uh, I think on his show, he or maybe he, when he was on Batman on film, he said, you go to Twitter.com and it takes you to that. So it's still Twitter. So Twitter and Instagram at exactly. the Batman BC for our latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, sometimes some giveaways. And there is some fun stuff coming up for the rest of this year. So stay tuned to that. Subscribe to the Batman Book Club YouTube channel on YouTube.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do that. I said Patreon.com at the top of the show. Patreon.com slash the Batman BC, where I actually made a post uh, not too long ago, just kind of a random post. And I think I'm going to start doing um, more of those because it was actually kind of fun. And I, and that is free to read for anybody. So you don't oh, have nice. to be a paying uh, member for that. But just a way to tease what's coming up and maybe like Batman stuff I'm reading on my own, as well as maybe some other comic stuff that I'm reading, I've been reading. Uh, fun little outlet. But yeah, patreon.com slash BatmanBC. Tpublic.com, type in TBBC for the Batman Book Club. But if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all, it's 100% A-OK. The easiest, quickest, most impactful thing you can do 
it's great and review the show so whichever podcast provider you use to listen to the show so spotify apple podcasts uh google play amazon iHeartRadio, wherever just go to the rate and review page and rate and review the show because the more reviews the show gets the more it helps spread the word and i first came up with this when jay oz was on the show for the first time and as we all know the word is panic, panic. yeah you did that jay I so did. for this uh sir jay oz i am ryan lauer and until next time we my pepper talks. <laughs>